Now, get ready to talk hockey. Streaming from the Oilers Live Studio. Subscribe or follow today. Hey, 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 it's Michael here for another edition of Oilers Live Tuesday. I've got as my guest, Mr. Kirk Morris, one of our writers from Heavy Hockey Network, one of our podcasters from Heavy Hockey Network, one of everything, one of our guests, just a good guy, come to join us, talk a little bit of Oilers hockey tonight after an exciting 4-2 to win for the Oilers, in which Connor McDavid gets his 800th point. Dry Seidel gets his 700th, a little come from behind action. <laughs> and uh, there we go. I mean, the Oilers are um, are back in it and uh, tied really for third, although they've got some um, kings of a, uh, a game in hand, but a really tight Pacific division. Welcome, Kirk, to the show. Happy to have you. Happy to be here as always, man. Yeah. I think, um, you know, of course, every Tuesday we get on here and do, um, you know, a little bit of Oilers talk live. Sometimes it's post game. Sometimes it is just uh, talk about what happened. I don't know if, you know, you knew you were going to be on the show uh, earlier. And after that second period, I was expecting a little bit of a, a different spirit to this uh, discussion today. And, and I would say throughout these, uh, I mean, Look, the Oilers aren't off the hook, and I, and I want to get your um, get your thoughts on this. But through two periods, the Philadelphia Flyers come out uh, leading two to one. They're on the uh, back end of a back to back. They uh, are without one of their best guys in uh, Connect Me. Um, you know, look, they're just they're not a great team. They're twenty fourth in the league, I believe. Uh, the Oilers didn't couldn't get anything going, and then the little details, right? The Cody CC pass, if you want to call it a pass, the wraparound goal, even for that matter. Skinner, you know, with a little bit of a, you know, I I don't know. I mean, you're a goalie guy. I don't. He just wasn't prepared for that, and and Drysaddle as well. You know, poor defensive effort on that. Um. I look. I thought after two periods we were going to have a much different uh, discussion. I didn't think I'd be in as great a mood as I am right now. Uh, but I don't want to give them a pass. I, I want to be happy, obviously, about the, the game. I thought they came out in the third. They did what they needed to do. Devin Shore bled for the Oilers uh, and, um, and gave us that four-minute power play, which ended up being the difference. But this Oilers team has got to work on the little details, those little things, those, you know, those momentary lapses, if you will. Like what? What causes that? I mean, do you have any thoughts? And I mean, what what are your thoughts? What are your thoughts on the game? Tell me the whole game story. That's kind of my, I love the game, happy about it. But my thoughts are first two periods really scare me, which it's been that way for the Oilers all year. Yeah, it was, uh, it was kind of like a replay of last, uh, last week when they're in Philly, you know, and no shots. I thought the, the game overall, like for the first two periods was very stifling, very boring. Not much. The yeah. shot, the shot to- totals were way down. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just, they were just 
on the ice nonchalantly, like no, no, no overall, you know, gumption in, in their skating. And there were, I hate to say it, but I, I thought Philadelphia for the first two periods, you know, they, for the most part, anyways, they, they shut down the slot. There was no slot passes being made, you know, yep. and man to man coverage was awesome. I thought they were, I thought it was, I thought they were going to walk away with a win. I tweeted about it. I said, the dump and chase game isn't working for the Oilers. And it, uh, <laughs> it was just, you know, wash, rinse, and repeat, you know, chuck the puck in deep there and try to try to grab it. And Philly was right on top of them. And then, uh, you know, just that, like you said, that, that, that penalty there, that double minor there, uh, sure, uh, drew there, you know, blood and all, blood, literally blood for the team. And, uh, that goal brought them back to life. And then they were off to the races all over again, you know, just, they, they all, all of a sudden remembered how to play hockey, you know, just. It's yeah. And, just, and McDavid put it in overdrive, right? Yep. Like he, he seemed, uh. Like he wasn't going to take no for an answer tonight. There was a, there was a couple times there where, you know, just bad puck luck, you know, there like that, that little, that little shot there from McDavid, there beating Carter Hart and rang off the inside of the post. Yeah. Like if they had no bad luck, they have no luck at all, you know, just, and then started at the third there, same thing, you know, Darnell nurse took a, a shot from the point and rang it off the crossbar. Just. And he'd be looking up at the sky, like, why, you know, just anything, you know, just to, just like I said, to breathe life into the team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, we, we could talk about puck luck all night though. I mean, this is an Oilers team that yeah, for three past three games prior, right. I mean, there's been, you know, no puck luck. They, you know, would have, should have, could have, right. At the end of the day, that, you know, no, nobody cares if you don't make the playoffs or if you don't go very far. You know, you never remember that team that didn't have very good puck luck. You just, uh, <laughs> you know, you just think, oh man, like, like this is um, this is a team that's not getting it going. But hey, look, they've scored you know four goals seemingly every night. They came out yeah. and scored another four tonight. And uh, they're getting offense. Uh, lots of discussion about, you know, what Ken Holland's going to do as we near the trade deadline. You know, just uh, under two weeks away. Uh, tonight, you know, a little bit more uh, Carlson talk again, I you know, at one point. Uh, and then it kind of ebbs and flows. Uh, you know, yesterday, I think the... The word on the street was the Oilers weren't going to go for a defenseman now. They were going to go, I think that's brought on by Sarah Volley. Uh, they're going to go for a forward because they couldn't get one done. And then I watch a game like tonight, and I think, man, you know, everybody could use a Kale McCarr, but we could really use a guy that gets the puck up the ice in a hurry. Play right? driver, yep. Yeah, like a guy that either passes it up the up the ice or can move it up the ice. That's Eric Carlson, one hundred percent. Yep. Um, I think we expected maybe by this point for it to be Evan Bouchard. I don't know. Maybe that's asking a little too much. Uh, yeah, maybe Tyson Berry. I, I, I know who it's not. It's <laughs> not Darnell Nurse, and it's not Cody Cece. 
Yeah, Kobe, uh, she, and she's I, good and, at tossing pizzas. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and I, I love Nurse. Like, I'm a, I'm a Nurse fan, I'll say it. But he's not the guy for that. Yeah. Right? And tonight, like, this is the kind of play that you got to get around come playoff time. Right? This is the um, exactly the stifling type of D that you're going to be up against in the playoffs. And we just don't have the D men to, it's not going to, there's not going to be a lot of four minute power plays in the playoffs. You're lucky if you're going to, you know, get four minutes of power play time total. Yeah. Cause every team out there knows that their power play is deadly. I think they, would they get two for the night there or three for the night? But two, for oh, the yeah, night. two, yeah. two, yeah. yeah shorty. <laughs> there you go. Yeah. Good old flea flicker there from Connor. Yeah. By six guys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, uh it and it's it's the the other part, like like I said there before, just no urgency. And you mentioned at playoffs, you know, it's gonna be a completely different story. Everybody's gonna come be coming and running at you. You know, and, and maybe it takes until the trade deadline until they actually make a move where yeah, okay, now we got to put our work boots on and, and you know, grab our, grab our lunch kit and away uh, uh, we go, you know. So, yeah, no, I just, I, I didn't watch the, I have a confession to make, I didn't watch the game there on Sunday. I had uh, prior engagements there, but uh, I, from what I've seen there in the chat there and the highlights afterwards, it was just can't, just can't hold the lead, you know, just... It was almost like Friday night, just repeated. Yeah, I think teams get stuck in a, you know, a mindset. It's a mental game, right? Where they, you know, they come into a game like that. And, and for a while there, it was the two-goal lead. And, and sadly, now it's the three-goal lead that seems to be the problem. You know, part of me was almost happy that the Flyers came out and scored first tonight. I thought, well, you know, you can't blow a lead if you don't have one. Exactly. And, yep. um, you know, they, you know, come, come from behind win. Uh, I think it's a mental thing. Right. And I think this, you know, if I, if I had a, here's, here's, here's a couple things, you know, as you know, I listen to a lot of NHL media around the league, not just Oilers stuff. I listen to everything. Um, a lot of good things being said about the Oilers lately, believe it or not. <laughs> yep. Right. Like, I, and, um, you know, it, and it pains, <laughs> I feel like it pains NHL media to say something good about the Oilers, but even we heard about it in the second intermission today, uh, fellow on Sportsnet, I can't remember his name. I mean, he said, uh, you know, eh, maybe, um, like either, uh, either you know, the Oilers or Vegas coming out of the Pacific Division, right? And so, you know, the Oilers are finally getting talked about. And it's, you know, the strength of, of course, Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Nugent Hopkins, a couple of these guys. We see what happens when Kane's out. But if I, you know, the challenge that I have is, is some of this stuff needs to be muscle memory for these guys yep. those passes you know from cody cc the wraparounds the defense you know it look none of us are uh, out there hanging out with when the oilers are practicing except for a few media guys around the oilers 
and I'm I'm really curious. You know, I'm curious what's going on in terms of this team. Like it's, I, I love the free flow. You know, with Connor McDavid and Leon Drysaddle, but I just feel like it's got to end at that point, right? Like everybody else better be doing drills. <laughs> better be, you know, like I feel like if this was Tortorella's team, he'd have them, you know, shooting at the shooter tutor uh, until you know their hands bled. Yep. Uh, and then making passes uh, to a stick man and, until you know they couldn't hold the stick anymore. But uh, and I don't get me wrong. I'm not criticizing Wood Woody because I'm I love Woodcroft. I think he's done great with this team. But at the same on the same token, I I just I feel like these little details. You know, if something kills us this year, that's what it's going to be. You know, and, and when he came to the team there literally a year ago, that was the one thing that he kind of emphasized on was the details, and it you know it kind of sound like a broken record all over again, but it just seems like either they're tuning out the coach or I don't know. I'm not, I'm not privy to the room like anybody else here, but you know, just it, it makes you, it makes you wonder like what they're, what they're thinking prior to the game. Like it just, I don't know. Now Figure having said all of that though, we ne- we neglect to stay say that you know their their record in their past sixteen seventeen games is pretty damn good. Yeah, no, yeah, no, I mean, no doubt about it. Yeah. They're winning the games they're supposed to win, right? For the most part, you for know, the most part, that, yeah, yeah. Uh, four one and five in the last ten, but that means you know only one of those games without points, right? Yep, points in nine Silver of lines. ten. You know, I always wondered, you know, why the Oilers were so uh, shitty at getting loser points. Uh, turns out they've been pretty good at it lately, <laughs> much to my chagrin. You know, I, like I look at Calgary, who really their record is 26 and 31. Yep. Right. I mean, that they're the king of the loser point. Yeah. Right. Um, and the Oilers just, you know, in recent years haven't... Um, haven't been su- successful at getting the uh, the game to overtime and and just ensuring that extra point. Uh, the challenge for me is the way they're doing it. They're not getting the game to overtime. They're sticking it out until it gets to overtime. <laughs> they're getting that early lead and then and then sitting there. But hey, look, let's um, let's celebrate uh, tonight what the Oilers have done well because they did just come off of a win. Uh, power play just rolling like absolutely mm-hmm. rolling we've got a guy for those of you that don't know uh ragu um at raj uh, bauer on twitter uh he's <laughs> i always get a kick out of ragu because he's you know he complains about the oilers power play despite it being one of the best power plays ever right yep. um man you know i i get what he's saying he's not he's not complaining in the sense that look, it's not the best power play. He's complaining in that, you know, he feels like he's watching it get stale for the most part. And um, in the last couple of games, we've, I think we've seen a few new looks, right? You know, new just uh, seemingly wandering a little bit more. Uh, but if you check out the YouTube channel, and we noticed this tonight, but check out uh, Heavy Hockey on YouTube. And our guy, Josh Bolton, did a, 
you know, a review of the Oilers power play. I don't know if you had a chance to watch it yet, Kirk, but. No, no, but I, but, I saw it uh, there when I was kicking in here. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he points out the importance of Nuge on this power play. Uh, you know, I titled the video, uh, RNH stirs the drink. And I got to tell you, look, I love Connor McDavid. I love Leon Drysaddle. They, those guys sure are exciting to watch, but you give that puck to Nuge and he just seems to do the right thing with it, with the tape to tape pass. And I think he's getting the credit he deserves this year. He's certainly getting it on the, on the stat sheet, but I'd almost even say he's a little bit underrated. Yeah. No, is, when, that, uh, is that safe to say? Is he? Oh, for sure. You know, like when he got injured late last year, you know, just how much that, that power play lagged. Cause he was, he was the go-to guy. He, he was, he was the distributor. Like he, and sometimes, and I noticed this year, especially he'll take the puck right in on that and shoot it. Like he never did that in the past. You know, he wanted to, and that was one of the things he, he commented on there at the start of the year. He said, yeah, I want to shoot more. And it's shown there in spades. I think he's on, well, he's definitely on his way to, to record, uh, record totals period, or, you know, points, assists and, and whatnot. Yeah, he hit just, 70 points tonight. Yeah. I think that's his um, personal best. Uh, you know, yeah. what's, what's great is, um, you know, we've all been watching Nuge since he entered the league as Oilers fans, we have been. And, you know, I remember he, you know, he was almost immediately put on the top power play unit. And I remember at the time, of course, that's back in the days of Eberle and Hall and, <laughs> and and that group. And I remember watching them in the Battle of Alberta game and thinking, oh, I just like, I'm going to love this guy on the power play for how many years? And then, of course, that, <laughs> that, that enthusiasm quickly waned until Connor McDavid came around. Uh, and this is where, you know, this, do Oilers fans appreciate that we're watching one of the best power plays of all time? Like these guys, I mean, I think they do because you can't help, but just like, yeah, almost if they don't score, you, you're disappointed, right? That like, cause it just feels like a sure thing scoring with six seconds left and the, and the power play coming up. Uh, you know, I, I'll be honest. I thought there was a chance, and sure enough, there was. Right? Very. Oh yeah. Very yeah. throws it in the net. I mean, that's <laughs> how many power plays in the league have that type of firepower? Not, well, none. Right? And and very few have of all time. This is um, we're here for it. This is a we're finally getting the offense. Out. I mean, we've always had the offense, but this team is getting wicked offense <laughs> oh yeah yeah top in the league like like top top in the league it's ridiculous yeah no doubt no it's uh <laughs> hearing hearing Stoffer talk today on on oilers now and he's still stirring the drink there on patrick kane you know and <laughs> yeah <laughs> you see that and, slap shot tonight by the way no, I did not. Okay, make sure before you head to bed tonight. Make sure you <laughs> check out his overtime slapper. I heard all, all I seen the notification on my phone said it got denied because it ran it, out of time. So. It did, but it was <laughs> it was still still pretty wicked. Anyway, sorry. Go on, Stafford. No, I was just gonna say, you know, Stafford was was he was once again there, and he was talking to Sarah Valley, you know, and 
going back and forth, back and forth. Is he going to stay? Is he going to go? And uh, once again, you know, like I think it was night before last, I think it was on Sunday night when Chicago blew the doors off of Toronto there. And he was asked <laughs> once again, you know, just he's got, I, I imagine he's getting sick of it now, you know, every team, every top team that he plays and they, you know, the team that he wants to go to gets, you know, gets another guy, you know, just so I, <laughs> I I really hope that I know Colin's probably going to come down to the wire. He's just going to go, okay, uh, going to wait it out there, see what I can get, you know, you know, wait it out and get a, get an offer that I do like, you know, that I don't have to pay hand over fist for prospects and picks. Yeah. I still think it's going to be Carlson. And once again, like I read there on Twitter there tonight on my feed that scuttlebutt once again is wrapping up on him. So I hope that we do because we need more de- defense of anything else. If you're going to, if you're going to get a, you know, an elite player, I know the contract is nasty, but geez, man, like the time is now. Well, if, I mean, if you can get San Jose to retain enough of it or, you know, look at, you know, how Toronto was creative and yep. in getting Real the great. O'Reilly contract, you know, that's uh, there's if there you know where there's a will there's a way uh so to speak i my challenge is still main you know as i've always maintained is ken holland isn't the most creative when it comes to trades and this needs to be a creative trade and so uh i think look i i would i would love to see it i you know i have some concerns about it um you know it's it's Carlson and he's, you know, this is the first year that he's played this many games in a number of years. Um, but Hey, look, if he can play, you know, enough games to make a sizable difference on this team for this season into next season. Um, and it's the difference maker for Edmonton to go all the way. Right. Then. I'm all for it. And, you know, a game like tonight, I look at this team and see, you know, just how awful it was for them to get out and through that neutral zone. And I, and, you know, I can't help but think of, you know, Kale McCarr, who, you know, like, I mean, Carlson's no Kale McCarr, although he's, you know, outpacing everybody in points. So maybe he is. And, you know, I mean, this, you got a guy like that or, or, you know, somebody that can, you know, do two things. He's, you know, he's dangerous with the pass, but he's also capable of skating it out. Uh, that's how you, that's how you beat that trap, right? Like you need to have a guy that makes the, makes the guys, you know, give them space because they don't want to be burnt. Right. Like that's, you know, anytime McDavid runs from the back end, I mean, people, <laughs> you know, they're immediately, going backwards because they don't want to get, you know, burned. Right. And yep. you need a guy on defense that can do that. Carlson's the closest match to that in my mind of everybody that's available uh, or, you know, potentially available. But I just, yeah. I'm, I'm, my challenge still is Ken Holland. Like he's, <laughs> I, I, I've, I've gone, honestly, uh, Kirk, I've gone through his trades. Uh, about 20 times since, yeah. you know, the beginning of the season. Do you think his son steps in and says, hey, you know, you should do this, this, and this? 
to try to make money work. Into it. That's the problem. Yep. Right. Like, I mean, whether his son is is you know a, a more progressive thinker or not really doesn't matter. Ken Holland signs off on it at the end of the day. Yeah. Right. Um, you know, and and that's kind of the argument, right? Is you know, Ken Holland's son will come in and and get and do what needs to be done, but. You know, remember Holland last year said that was his version of going for it <laughs> last year, right? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> that is, means we're going to like Gavrikov and, and like yeah. Flafferty and that'll be about it. That'll be good enough. <laughs> yeah. And maybe, and maybe it is. Maybe you got <clears throat> Dreisaitl and you, McDavid and maybe people in Edmonton because I, I, the media is starting to notice these guys finally this year. It only took McDavid to hit a hundred points and you know, <laughs> what, how many games, uh, something they said could only be done if it was an all Canadian division. Right. <laughs> yeah. And he did it again, you know, <laughs> like he's, you know, he's proven everybody wrong. And, and I think that the media is looking at that and saying, maybe this guy can do it. Right. Maybe this is the the year for him. I the I'm not lying to you, Kirk. Like I'm listening to the guys around the league and they're finally talking about the Oilers. Yeah. And it makes me uncomfortable because they never talk about the Oilers. So you know, maybe the It's not in a positive light. Or something's <laughs> happening. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, they never talk. Yeah, it's always always negative. negative. And, yeah. and um finally talking about the Oilers around the league and maybe this I, I, I asked my Toronto and Boston well <laughs> I, I just asked my dad there the other day I said how crazy would it be to have an all Canadian file Toronto and Edmonton like I think Gary Bettman's head would explode live on national television because it's so, just <laughs> well it's a sad state of affairs in a league where it's not a positive to have your best player, one of your best players of all time in the final. Yeah. Right. If that's, if that's in fact the case, you know, I, 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 I believe in the uh, Gary Bettman, you know, thing as well as <laughs> I think most Canadian hockey fans, I, you know, I suspect he's not as pro Canadian hockey as he is, you know, uh, well, take a look at Arizona. Yeah. Take a look yeah, at Arizona. Exactly. Example A, you know, just. But we need to be, ugh. you know, we need to promote Connor McDavid. Yeah. Promote like, this is stars. a league that, like, at the All-Star game, you know, I didn't get the feeling that, you know, I don't, and it's I still don't get the feel Like, look at Connor Bedard in the WHL right now. Yeah. Like, selling out. Junior hockey arenas sold out the Saddle Dome. Yeah, <laughs> the to Saddle watch Dome. Kid play junior hockey. Yeah, yeah. That's that's the kind of uh, momentum, the kind of um, stuff you need to be doing for Connor McDavid. Yeah. Like, there's no reason that whatever arena he goes to, he shouldn't sell out. LeBron James sells out arenas. Yeah. Doesn't matter where he goes. In fact, I was going to go watch him in Toronto. I'm glad I didn't buy tickets because he was injured. But, but look, like 
that guy, they, you know, they promote the stars. And Connor McDavid's just not promoted outside of Canada. How you sad know, I, is I would, that, though? I would suggest, like, you know, there was some discussion about who was the most known hockey player in the U.S. recently, and it wasn't Connor McDavid. No. No, it's there ridiculous. was that huge, that huge map there. And, and uh, I don't even think the Pittsburgh Penguins, like, generational, you talk about generational talents, there's Sidney Crosby, like, nobody knows about him either. Really? Yeah, I, well, I do think in some way he was a little bit more promoted, right? Like, I, you know, I remember walking into, a, what's the sports store in Dallas? Anyway, a sports shop in Dallas. Uh, I'll give Dallas all sorts of credit. Um, Dallas, Texas is a great hockey market. Mm-hmm. Uh, and if, you know, to me, you know, if the NHL wanted to model um, hockey around a franchise in the U.S., like the southern U.S., it's got to be Dallas. Okay. They, along with Dr. Pepper, have, um, I think, owned the rights or owned every arena in the Dallas-Fort Worth area. <laughs> and um, and you go, uh, and if you want to play hockey, you're going to be part of the Dallas Stars sort of sphere of influence in Dallas. It's become a it's become a game. It's become a hockey market there. You know, they push that. They they make it uh, accessible to everybody. Um, you know, they've they've done it from the grassroots level, right? Like, uh, and and um, so you walk into a sports shop in in Dallas, and and there's hockey uh, equipment in the sports yep. shop, which I didn't expect. Um, and the first jersey that you'd see would be uh, um, Crosby, Sidney yeah. Crosby. So he's promoted. Uh, but I, I tell you that probably half the people know who Crosby is and um, less than half know who McDavid is. And more than likely because Crosby plays, you know, south of the border. Well, and you take a look like what Wayne did <laughs> to, to SoCal. He, yeah. you know, same difference actually through the entire Sun Belt. If it wasn't for Gretzky going south, Lord knows what, where the, the league would be here today. Probably still would expand, but be in the northern regions, it wouldn't be in the south. At least yeah, for the most no, part there anyways. Right. You take a look at the, the kids coming out of Florida there too. Same well, Gretzky has something to do with the Arizona Coyotes too. So, yeah, yeah there you go. <laughs> we can blame. <laughs> we can partially blame him for that monstrosity of an organization. Yeah. Um. You know, it's just ridiculous. Uh. All right. Let's talk a little bit more Oilers hockey than call it a night. It's pretty late out here on the East Coast. Uh. By the way, uh, check out the new hats. Heavy hockey hats got the new shirts too uh sweet yeah. uh it says uh they must be playing hudson bay rules tonight <laughs> so if you know what hudson bay rules are actually former oiler former oiler uh coach trent yanni is who they attributed the um saying hudson bay rules to <laughs> and for those that uh, that don't know, uh, Hudson Bay rules basically is no rules. <laughs> just Prison rules. On the pond. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. Prison rules and, so, and basketball, same difference. That's right. <laughs> that's right. 
That's right. So Hudson Bay, Hudson Bay Real. So a little bit of heavy hockey gear I'm wearing tonight. And uh, which, um, by the way, will be up. Uh, there would be some not this stuff I'm wearing. I don't want some pervert uh, bidding on my sweaty clothes. Uh, so I'll put some new stuff into a, a bag. And uh, yeah, anybody can um, go and bid. We're going to have those in the silent auction. And you can um, get yourself a heavy hockey hat. We'll have a couple different styles there. So pick one that you like. Pretty happy about that. And yeah, let's uh, let's just uh, chat a little bit more about the Oilers. And then we're going to call it a night. So the Oilers have now, after uh, tonight's game, they are off to, or not, sorry. Uh, yeah, they're off to Pittsburgh in Pittsburgh. Early game for Edmonton fans, 5 p.m. Mountain on Thursday. And then Columbus. And then the big game, I think, which is uh, maybe one of the more telling games of where the Oilers truly are, would be against Boston on the 27th. Yep, definitely. So the Oilers finished this stretch since last um, last Tuesday. Uh, this four-game stretch. They finished at one zero and three, uh, which is five out of a possible eight points. It's actually not bad. Yeah, right? you could take that. You go on take Twitter that. though. You figured the sky is falling. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, it certainly does feel that way when it's like you know the the manner in which they lost. Um, thankfully, there's no shootouts in the playoffs. <laughs> no kidding. <laughs> Yeah, just yeah. Leon are there people taking that clappers the all day long. <laughs> like, are there are there legit people that love the shootout? I don't. Yeah. No. Neither do no. I. Give me 10 minutes of three-on-three, three, and after that, I don't know. Go celebrity, yeah. celebrity death match maybe after that. I don't know. Couldn't tell you. Just, yeah, yeah I, I love the three-on-three. I played in a rec league where they did three on three in overtime, but what they did was you couldn't change on a whistle. So you had to change on the fly on the fly. That's interesting. Yeah. Why not? Right. Yeah. Like great idea. Right. You know, <laughs> I like the game will be over in five minutes. Like somebody's going to get out there. You know, Darnell nurse looked like he was dead after being out there for two minutes tonight. Right. Yeah. Imagine yeah. the skating you're doing in three on three, and then you get caught out there. Like yeah, you definitely you're got endurance. Crawling to the, you know, <laughs> crawling to the bench. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, not that uh, the NHL's in the in the business of taking ideas from rec leagues out there, but <laughs> still, it's not a bad idea. And yep. um, you know, anything to stop this monstrosity. Uh, this bastardization. I love, by the way, the bastard shirt you're wearing. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> of the uh, of the of the game, and you know what a terrible way. Like it's just by that time, you you know, might as well roll the dice, right? Do something, yeah. Do something to. Yeah, like I half the know. guys missed the net anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah. No, yeah. it's it's pretty. Pretty pretty lame now, in my opinion. Anyways, just it, 
Most guys don't care. Like it, it was prime example there, Leon there the other night. They're taking that clapper. Like he just was wiped from overtime. Yeah. Like what do you expect? Now Woodcroft's got to like read the body language, read the room. Yeah. <laughs> don't exactly. Out. Yeah, but but I don't. You know what? I don't care. Like people on Twitter are getting all upset over who they picked in the shootout. <laughs> Honestly, it don't doesn't matter. Yeah. Right? Like it's by that point, like. If you're not like Leon Dreisaitl and like Connor McDavid, if anybody's going to be, you know, a good choice, like you can't complain about putting them out there on the shootout. Two yeah, of the best no, players, I, I... you know, in the league. Well, the best player in the league for sure. And then who knows where you put Dreisaitl? Number three. Number three. Number two. Number three. Number two. Number, number four. Three. Who knows? Anyway, Leafs fans were saying he was 11 or 12 the other day. <laughs> they, uh, Leafs fans, by the way, are on a witch hunt uh, for Sarah Volley. So. <laughs> Aren't some they on a witch others. hunt for anybody? Oh, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, the the Oilers fans are no better. I was going to chirp about it because, look, Sarah Volley said it was a bad trade, the Ryan O'Reilly's trade. Right. <laughs> He, he did, didn't say yeah. he said basically what he said is this is this is the trade that do best do best doofus. I call him doofus. This is the trade that Dubas like this is his trade, right? Like it's the one that makes or breaks him, right? That was that was essentially what Sarah Polly said. Yeah. Kind of indicating, you know, like I wouldn't have made the trade, but you know, if he wants to make that trade, it's not the deal breaker that, you know, Leafs needed. And so he's still, Sarah Valley is still trending in Canada on Twitter. Uh, and it is, it is like, you know, they just like, they're out to get him. And, and so I was going to, you know, I was going to chirp something about it. Cause I thought, you know, it's the Leafs and oh, yeah. I feel like trolling a few Leafs accounts. Every now and again, but the reality is, is um, you know, if anybody said anything bad about the Oilers, <laughs> even no matter how much we agree, like it, you know, it's like family, right? You know, you say shit about family, and it doesn't matter who you are, you, you know, you're yeah. done. And so, if you said something about the Oilers, you know, like Craig Button, <laughs> I mean, he's he's trended in Edmonton how many times for oh man saying some shit. Uh, yeah. And Oilers fans get upset, and so but that's what he's paid to do. He's yeah. paid to f- to stir the pot, you know. Yeah, yeah. And I, yeah, you know. <laughs> same thing with Sarah Valley. Like you know, he said he even admitted it there on Stoffer's show. Yeah, I really don't care. I don't get offended by anything. Yeah. You know, come at me. I don't. I don't care. <laughs> well, and and then O'Reilly, of course. Uh, he's from Philly. Happy. He's from fucking yeah. Philly. You know how, how thick a skin you got to be from Philly. <laughs> <laughs> they hate everybody there. They hate Santa Claus for crying. I mean, he's not. He's he's trending on Twitter. I mean, I <laughs> shit. I don't know what you have to do to uh, trend on Twitter. I'm not trending on Twitter. <laughs> no, should be. Although, uh, well, hey, Oilers Live Cup once trended on Twitter. Mr. Elliot Friedman himself nice. retweeted uh, one of my tweets for Oilers Live Cup. Nice. Which is now, of course, the Heavy Hockey Showdown. Uh, what about that? We, I can't believe we've had, uh, we've been in the show for 40 minutes now. You're a goalie guy. 
and you have not once brought up the like I peed my pants when Skinner put his foot out as a pad out to make that save. And on, my biggest disappointment on the broadcast crew tonight was they didn't call that the turning point. Yeah. Like, it was just a, it was a great save and that was it, you know. Yeah. Jack I mean, I literally like I woke up the house. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm watching a game and then all of a sudden I like my heart's racing. I couldn't believe it. I thought it was in. My dad was fired up. I was hanging out watching yeah. with, the, with my dad there and he was all fired up after that save. So, yeah. man, that takes a lot, you know, to, to get him fired up nowadays. But yeah. Yeah. I mean, I like, look, I, I love Jack Michaels. I'm a big fan of Louis DeBrusque. But that save, that's the turning point. Yeah. That was the one, right? Like, that was, that was what? That was the one that kept it two to two, was it? Or was uh, it? No. Uh, it, kept it three to two. Three to yeah. two, I do believe. Three to yeah. Two. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what you need. I mean, how many years have I been screaming? Well, as long as I've been doing a podcast, I've been screaming that the Oilers need one big save. They got it. <laughs> they got it tonight. They've been getting it actually from soup too. Yeah. Yeah. That, right. Like uh, you, that's all you need a night is you need that one big save. Like this is a one goal leak, right? Pretty much. And you get that one big save. And you're, you, you're golden. You take a look at the, the other night there versus uh, New York there, that save on VC, you know, coming straight across, you know, uh yard sale save there. And he got a, he got the cheater there on his glove and yeah, or, you know, and, and everybody just loved it in the crowd, you know? So good. yeah. Yeah. The, and right. everybody, everybody still harps on him afterwards. Cause you know, Colorado was a, uh, you let it on all those goals there in Colorado, and we need yeah, new goaltender. Well, let's, let's, you know? let's have Grant Fear on the show, <laughs> right? Yeah, exactly, like, exactly. Know, widely considered yeah. to be one of the best goalies, uh, yeah. you know, Hall of Famer. Yeah. All right, but how many times he let in four goals? Like, yeah, no, plenty, plenty enough every game, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah pretty yeah, much, yeah. And that's just, you know, it's one goal. It is. It's a one goal league and you get that one big save and, and, uh, and you're golden. All right. I think that's, uh, you know, we've talked enough tonight. It's late two o'clock here in Halifax and it's time to, uh, time to say goodnight. If you, um, also, you know, a uh, little shortage on listeners tonight that are staying up late to, uh, <laughs> watch the late show. Or they're tuning into like um, Fallon or somebody. Rather listen to Fallon. Uh, doubtful, doubtful. They're coming to see us. <laughs> That's right. Coming to see us. This is where the action is. Uh, all right. Um, you know the usual. Thanks everybody for uh, tuning in. Thanks for listening. If you're listening in on the podcast uh, later, the recording. Appreciate that. Uh, would love uh, likes and subscriptions, of course. If you get to YouTube.ca/slash/heavyhockey, uh, let's let's get this thing done. And um, and then uh, on another note, um, still got a few tickets left uh, for our watch party, which is the event that we're having after 
the heavy hockey showdown. We'll be uh, sitting in the first round downtown Edmonton, watching the Winnipeg Jets take on the Edmonton Oilers in the second half of back-to-back. Should be an exciting game. Uh, as will the heavy hockey showdown should be an exciting game. And that's happening all March 4th. And then March 3rd, actually, we're going to be at the game. So if you intend on being at the game, let me know. would love to uh, meet up with uh, people uh, from around uh, the Twitterverse or YouTube or wherever. I'll be at the game with, um, you know, 20 of my closest friends uh, and uh, watching um, the Oilers take on the Winnipeg Jets at Rogers. Outside of that, I got nothing more tonight. I'm getting a little bit... Be honest, I'm getting a little bit sleepy. I could use a little bit of a a nap, <laughs> evening nap, two a.m. nap. How about you? You ready for the last word? Yes, sir. All right. Well, you take it away again. Thanks everybody for listening. Follow me at Oilers Live. Follow Kurt at Kirk at KM Writes One on Twitter. Make sure you like and subscribe. As always, um, I guess get the last word. I put myself on mute, and I will see you again next Tuesday. Well, thanks again for having me on here, Michael. Always a pleasure. Um, check out it, all the content on heavyhockey.com. I'm currently writing an article on the next ones. Basically, it's uh, a little little brief article for the the Canadian talent coming after Conor Bedard, uh, talent pipeline there in the junior, uh, in the junior leagues coming up. And uh, hopefully we'll be doing another paddle down podcast here, hopefully by the end of the week. Um, thanks to everybody checking out, uh, like I said, great content, check out everything on heavyhockey.com. The heavy hockey showdown is March the 4th, as Michael said, uh, great cause for for sace um other than that thanks again good night